Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The Bigger Picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to The Bigger Picture. The rally that has taken US stocks to an all-time high might have another powerful driver in the year ahead. Companies buying back more of their own shares. Last month, we saw Meta Platforms announcing a $50 billion increase in its stock repurchase authorization. Uber just announced its first ever share buyback to the tune of $7 billion. That is the planned program. And overnight, Grab also authorizes first ever share buyback program after a strong quarter and that is to the tune of up to half a billion dollars. Well, let's unpack what's happening here with Kurt Mayo. He is the head of CMC Markets for Singapore. Good morning, Kurt. Thanks for joining us. Good morning, Ryan. Lovely to speak with you. Hey, great to have you on. So let's talk about what's been happening in this space of share buybacks. There seems to be a recent wave of companies looking to buy back their shares. What do you think is happening? Why are we seeing this increase of interest? Yeah, look, I think there's, there's a lot to say about share buybacks at the moment. I think there's around about $1 trillion worth of buybacks going ahead uh, among U.S. companies who are buying back their own stock, which tells us that they either think that their shares are still undervalued or they've got more cash than they can deploy in order to grow their businesses further. As you mentioned, like loads and loads of companies at the moment are taking part of this. We've got NVIDIA, which is the hot stock again at the moment, mm. um, proceeding with share buybacks. We've got Visa, we've got Exxon, we've got Microsoft doing around about $21 billion at last check. As you said, Meta has increased their buybacks. Alphabet, Apple's at about $83 billion worth of buybacks this year as well. So it's, it's all happening and they're all doing it. To answer why companies are doing this, I think that a fundamental thing to do is to, is to put stocks into, into two buckets. So generally speaking, you've got growth stocks or income stocks. Now, some of the companies that I've just mentioned, they're kind of a bit of both. But theoretically, the way that it goes is that stocks invest all their cash initially to, uh, to generate more business so that they can expand their footprint. Think about like a startup company uh, that, or, or a company that's got huge demand for its, uh, for its product or its service. They'll be hiring, uh, hiring staff, they'll be buying factories, they'll be buying warehouses. They'll have a lot of, they'll have a lot of CapEx, right? So this will chew up all of their cash, uh, you know, for, for a particular period of time. And the reality is that investors will be happy to forego dividends and income because they can see that there might be a huge pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. But at some point in time, most of these companies will mature and hopefully they have in fact hit that, um, that pot of gold that investors were banking on. This means that they go from needing to spend huge amount of capex to just generating loads of cash that they might not have lucrative opportunities to invest in like they previously did. So at this point, companies can do a couple of things, right? So they can change their dividend policy and they can pay more earnings away to their shareholders or they might start thinking about other ways of getting their, their stock up. So it turns out that a great way to make this happen is to buy back your own stock, meaning that there'll be fewer in circulation and things like your, your, pair, your per share metrics, things like earnings per share and dividends per share will climb. Naturally, investors will see um, like these increased numbers and they'll be compelled to buy this stock, pushing it higher until the metrics come back into line against its other peers. So I guess in the short to medium term, as an investor, I would generally be really pleased if I, if I own shares in a company that was buying back its, its own stock. It sends, a message to the, uh, it sends a message to the market that the company is doing well um, and that they think that the best investment available is its own stock. Um, in the long run, however, this can become problematic, especially 
if the products or services that a company provides goes out of favor mm. or they experience increasing competition that they might have avoided if they spent this excess cash on R&D or developing additional business lines or building a, a strong moat around their business. So, look, there's a case for and against buying back your stock, I, I would I would suggest. Uh, but generally speaking, it is a positive one for shareholders in the short term. Uh, generally supportive of share prices. Um, there is an initial bounce, but where it goes from there is a bit of a question mark because there are so many moving parts. And talk about moving parts for companies to watch out for, that also comes down to where interest rate expectations are going. What are your expectations now, Kurt? Where do you see rate cuts coming in? Because we've seen a lot of different data points, some pointing to, hey, the economy in the US is doing pretty okay. And in some cases, there are arguments that we could actually have rate cuts. Look, to be, to be fair, this is something that I was thinking about before the turn of the new year. Everything that I was reading or watching basically told the same story of how 2024 would unfold. And most most um, market uh, commentators were saying that we'd expect to see lower interest rates. However, in reality, we've only recently come out of a cycle of really loose monetary policy where we printed billions and billions of dollars of cash. And, and eventually we saw a, a worrying amount of inflation creeping in across the globe. At the moment, we're in a bit of a Goldilocks situation too, I would say. So earnings are really strong. Hmm. Employment's looking strong. Infla- inflation's still around. Like Obviously, January and February are fairly volatile uh, readings of inflation. And and things like seasonality kind of you know help to push the needle on on things like CPI and PPI in the in the early months in the year. However, this is this is the situation that that we kind of are looking at at the moment. So um, as it stands, we know that it's been forecast that the Fed will make three twenty five basis point cuts by the end of twenty twenty four. I think a few more strong CPI and PPI reads in more stable months and we will see rate cuts get put on hold for a while longer. So I think that, you know, initially we thought there was going to be seven cuts. We thought that they were going to start around at the beginning of the year, then it moved back to June. Look, I would imagine that if things keep on going the way that they are, we might only get two cuts for the year, bringing that official rate down to like 4.75% mark. And it's likely that that may not happen until September, right? So unless something really significantly changes changes in the markets that, that put the global economy on a, on a totally different trajectory to the, to the downside, I'd imagine that we do see rate cuts towards the end of the year as opposed to sooner, which is what people were hoping originally, right? Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, so it's, it's going to be an interesting thing to see play out, but there's, there's no perfect answer to it at the moment. There's too many, there's too many crossing indicators. Yeah, talking about things playing out, we've got the S&P 500 last year doing pretty good, 24%. Now, looking at all the factors that we have this year, share buybacks, the expectations of rate cuts, is this setting up to be an even better year? Uh, look, at, at the moment, it's looking like it's going to be the case. Uh, just look at markets overnight. Basically, everything has been dragged up again from, from the US to Europe to, to hopefully Asian stocks today. However, there are two things that, I, that I'd probably say about this. Firstly, uh, looking at U.S. markets in isolation, there really is just a handful of stocks driving indices higher. This means that the market's really lacking some breadth and diversification in in its price action. And simply put, if these stocks don't deliver on their on their visiting expectations, which which they seem to be doing at the moment, just look at just look at Nvidia, then it wouldn't take that much selling pressure to flatten returns for the year. The second thing I would come back to again, and I know we we seem to keep on harping on about this topic, but we need to look at interest rates again. If rates do start seeing some relief on the back of slowing inflation, then this will help to ignite a series of events required to see markets 
pick up broader momentum. Hopefully, if rates come down, consumers will eventually spend more as I have lower interest burden on, on debt that they're servicing. They'll have a bit more money in their pocket as disposable income. This will help companies to earn more. And those that have spare cash will look for a, a home for that money that is generating a stronger return than what their savings account's offering. So, look, I think that if, if things keep on tracking the way that they're tracking and we see and, and we go back to inflation and we do see it starting to turn around mm-hmm. and and become less concerning, then I, I do think that it could be a, a really bullish market, a bullish year for, for markets across the globe, that's for sure. All right, a pretty promising picture for stocks this year. We've been in conversation with Kurt Mayo. He's the head of CMC Markets for Singapore. Kurt, it's been great having you on the show. Thanks for insight this morning. Thanks, Ryan. All right, stay Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.